fun herding fact, I was just out uh, in eastern Oregon for a couple nights in this uh, smaller town, and we went on a hike, and there was a sign that was like, illegal to camp overnight with more than 12 cattle. <laughs> what? And you were like, shit, yeah, I've got 13. We have all these cattle. Like, so, Yeah, we have to tell one of the cows, you have to wait here at the bottom of this hiking trip. It was a hiking trip. It was in the mountains. <laughs> what are you taking all the cows for? I mean, doesn't that have like the same kind of over under as like a self checkout machine? Like it says fifteen, <laughs> says fifteen oh, items or less, but people are always yeah. It's like around know. ten items. Yeah. So you can have like so. You, what you're saying is, if the sheriff showed up, he'd be like, I I, I could say it's like, oh, come on, it's like around twelve cattle. Yeah. That lady just <laughs> went up there with fifteen. You didn't stop her. <laughs> We're like, I think these, you know, these are grapes. You know, how many items is that? You know, like that. Yeah. I, it's just, I just hadn't been in a place where there was cattle drives recently. It's very strange. Oh, you, you mean you hadn't been in the 1850s recently? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've spent yeah. as much time in the 1850s yeah. recently. But, uh, I, I just figure that's how everywhere west of the Mississippi operates. You know, it is more, <laughs> I do not think of the west as being, different very often because i don't spend enough time on the east but we're this weird over here there are <laughs> a lot of cow, there's a lot of cowboy shit still eventually i uh. think we're just gonna go full like so cool and people won't be nostalgic for cowboy shit they'll just be nostalgic for city slickers the billy crystal movie <laughs> so it's like you know people are just kind of getting nostalgic for that so i think yeah. that's really driving the I mean, cattle drive actually in in the uh uh was it one twenty two of of the show um, where a dude's moving to Portland, and everyone's like, "What's over there, lumberjacks?" Like, I'm here. There's no lumberjacks here. Like, and that was two thousand four. They thought it was all lumberjacks over. Here. I guess I just forget about the coastal divide because I I mostly think of it as, as us against real Americans, but I forgot we also don't get along with each other all the way. Well, also, Alex, you, were you here in two thousand four? Uh, no, I showed up in 2007. Yeah, and that would have been the first season, so... Oh, the, you're, right, you're right, it was 2004 later, so yeah. this is 2000. Okay, so definitely in 2000, yeah. it was mostly <laughs> Lumberjacks. Portland was a very different place in 2000. It's it's changed a lot, legitimately. No, no, it I, really has, I agree. Like, uh, almost I already feel old. Almost exclusively for the better. Wait, why do you feel old? But, like, 2000 doesn't feel like it was a long time ago, but it was. Well, it's a super long time ago. I guess it just depends on where you were. Oh, you said you watched this as it was coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Poor choice of words. But as the show was airing, uh, you were watching. Excellent choice of words. <laughs> this is when you were in college. So you, I didn't realize you were yeah. older than me. Okay. Crazy. I'm so old. Yeah. I like, have, how do you deal with very that? Very good genes. We should have... <laughs> We should have a funeral for you. <laughs> like a really tasteful, fun funeral. Yeah, I'm, I'm a secret old. I do this to a lot of people. They're like, oh, we're the same age. And I'm like, mm, yeah, sure. I yep. definitely mm-hmm. think of you as being like a year or two younger than me. Anthony is significantly younger than me. Um, but I thought of you as more like in between Anthony and I. I I am 36. Wow. Oh, so <laughs> far. I mean, that's yeah. a, okay. Wait, then you couldn't have been in college in 2000. I, I I was I graduated were high you, school in were 2000. You smart? Started college in 2000. Did you? Were you? Well, okay. All right. Well, maybe. <laughs> I was I was one of those. So I was on. I was, um, I was uh, born like right around the time where I could like mm-hmm. I could start this year or wait a year and just be kind of tall. And so mm-hmm. my parents put me into school as a tall person a year late. And uh, and I think that was probably mostly like. Uh, like the, their hearts were certainly in the right place and it had some advantages, but it gave me a false sense of how much bigger than people I was. Like, <laughs> I'm barely six foot and I thought of myself as huge until like a couple years ago. Uh, and it wasn't. I was just a, a little ahead of everybody. Well, I, I had the opposite. I was right at that edge, too. And you went and, uh, early. At, as you've seen, I yes. am also a small person. So, yeah. So you so right. So you were uh, you went. Uh, on the other side of the line, so that's why you were in school like a couple years ahead of what. Because I'm I'm 34, so like I'm not 
as far behind oh, as yeah. But yeah. we're two we're like four years apart college wise because of the way we started school. Yeah, that's how it is with my brother and I. He's four years younger than me, but uh emotionally five or six. Yeah, way behind. <laughs> Emotionally, he's a decade younger than me. <laughs> School-wise, he was five <laughs> or six years behind me. Anthony, you grew up here, right? Uh, in Portland? Yeah. More, yeah. Yes. More or, More or less. less. Yeah. So tell me, give, paint me a picture of 2000s Portland. Um, you, okay, so, I mean, 2000s Portland, if you want to know what I remember for this, here's what I remember, the Portland I thought I was moving into. Uh-huh. Uh, 2000, I would have been 13 years old. My older brother uh, had a apartment, like this house that he was living at with four friends. Okay. I think it was five hundred dollars a month for them. <laughs> like not not each one, and not oh, like they each total. What, yes, total. That was what they paid. Uh, uh, I I am in physical pain right now <laughs> yeah. hearing that. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that's, I don't. That doesn't feel good to me either. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just. Crust punk kids, the um, the the authentic weird Portland, yeah, the stuff you that you don't see anymore, you know. I mean, but, it was, but like weird, not necessarily as a compliment. Like the, no, I mean weird, weird in the in the sense of like you would you know, you would see you know like the authentic, like a lot more street artists, vendors, a lot more sort of creativity at the same no, time. You, you know, Portland. Well, I mean, I, I, but at the same time, you know, Portland has always been one of you know like. A very big city for like uh, sex working and drug trafficking and yeah. uh, child uh, like molestation and uh, like sex work is huge in Oregon. Like, I don't, like it's one of the really dark underbellies that people don't talk about. But like that, kind I of don't talk about because be. I didn't. I didn't know that. Right. Oh yeah, Oregon is uh, a bad a bad state when it comes to like child. I know uh, about like racist uh, history, but I don't like know as much about the sex like trafficking. We are part. one of the worst in the countries. Did we did we lose no, Anthony? We did lose him. Hello, no, is anyone there? He is. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, are you guys still there? Yes. Yep. Cool. All right. Instead of talking about the real shit, and the man came and muted <laughs> yeah, me. <it> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we'll come back to this because uh, the the Portland thing was very fun for me. But uh, let's introduce I'm, the show. I'm so glad I accidentally chose that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What a great pick. Um, uh, all right. So let's start at the top here. Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast where people make me watch stuff. Uh, I'm Alex Falcone. I'm in Portland uh, in a flannel, currently listening to a song about Alaska. And uh, I am joined by my good friend in southeast Portland, uh, Mr. Anthony Lopez. PDX represent Blazers winning (laughs) the championship. Hell yeah! I mean, just the well, first—it was just one round, man. It was just one round. No, no, I'm calling the shot right now. Oh, you uh, are. This, You're, is, they're... this is gonna be an evergreen episode. <laughs> that that this episode <laughs> is gonna last as it's gonna be as great as our episode from November first, where we said there is no possible way Donald Trump will ever be president. Oh. Yeah, you know, in some, do you think that there's like an that you think there's an alternate timeline when we said. He would be president and then didn't happen. What do you think would be more? Is I mean, more there's like those four possibilities. So yeah, in yeah. all four timelines, twice we were right and twice we were wrong. But <laughs> do you think it's more embarrassing for our listeners to if we were right about it? And I mean, it would I mean? not is be. I don't know about embarrassing, but it would be weird if we'd done an episode on November first where we were like, "Look, guys, it's happening." <laughs> like I, I'm gonna say, this thirty percent chance is gonna happen one hundred percent of the times this week. Alex, and I I just got off the phone with all my cousins in Wisconsin, and I got some bad news. Yeah. I want to break this here on the podcast. That would have been crazy. Because we were like, we weren't just like thoughtful about it. We were like no. real confident. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we all were. Yeah, well, that's true. Everybody was, but not everybody did a podcast about his fake book the day before with the mm, conference that we mm-hmm. had. That was a miss. Um, but we've been on the right side of everything else, so I'm not too worried in time. Uh, that <laughs> voice you just heard, our, our panelists today, our special guest, is at Amandable on Twitter in Boston. Meh. It's Amanda Linebaugh. Yes. Uh, let's see. I make 
all sorts of bad decisions about my romantic and sexual his uh, life. Uh-oh. I think that covers that all of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That could be anybody. Um, I am so excited to talk to you about this. So you, this is season two of Read It and Weep, where we are focused on uh, mostly just getting uh, our friends and people we really admire to, to pick a topic that they want to see if it holds up. So the theme of season two is, does it hold up? And Amanda, as our very special guest this week, I asked you to pick something uh, that meant a lot to you at one point and you hadn't seen in a bit. And you picked Queer as Folk, the yes. US version. Yes, not uh, the British. Not the no. British version. Have you seen the British version? I have, but is also it, very, very long ago. And I don't remember Is it better it. in the way all British things are slightly better? It is, in that they kept it to, I think... I think it was just one season and they just wrapped it the fuck up and Whoa. it was its own nice little package. Yeah. It's two seasons. Mm. Oh, two seasons. Okay. Two seasons, the original British. But they're British seasons. So they're like only an hour and a half for the whole season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, um, I don't. Okay. So I like when I love a show and I'm watching it and it's British, I'm sad that it ends so soon, but like so but many also American happy shows, because it's better. Yeah. Just so many shows <laughs> go on hundreds of episodes past where they should have you guys watched but, the new yeah. rusted development uh, that is also, like well, that should have died <laughs> it well, should have to be fair it did die i know they, fox worked really hard the problem is they buried it in the you know the internet pet cemetery essentially <laughs> exactly <laughs> the internet wouldn't allow it to die I, I mean between that and family guy should we just know like if it's like mm. never pick it up don't yeah. keep, you'll never do it it'll never be good you're only i don't know it could i i wish they they would have put firefly in that uh pet cemetery yeah <sighs> do you wish that or would it be like would it be they dig it up just to shit on its corpse that's all that's happening <laughs> yeah. I, uh, good point know, the another thing about british i mean the cool thing about british tv like i, I don't think they did this with like uh queerest folk but they not only do, like, the short runs of things, but they also do the, like, every, like, not every show, but randomly certain shows, like, six years later will be like, we're going to get together and do another four episodes. And a Christmas and they'll, yeah. like, and they'll do that, like, every five years for the rest of their life, and, like, that is fucking rad. I wish more shows that is randomly fun. got better, like, just, like, mm-hmm. you Let's know, just check in and see how everybody's huge, aged. Yeah, but I can do a huge revival. Let's just hop in. And see how, you know, these characters are doing a few years later. Or during Christmas time. Like, that's fun. Um, oh, God. I do love the, the British Christmas specials of, like, oh, we haven't done this show in three years, but here's what everybody's getting for Christmas. Like, okay. I, I mean, it does put an awful lot more pressure on uh, an already kind of overstretched holiday. But um, I like just a bonus <laughs> movie where people wear nicer clothes for part of it. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yes. Are you are wait so okay so here's a question then so mm-hmm. Deadwood is coming back as a movie oh. is th- like 14 years later is there any chance that's going to be good or is this just is that like the cool thing you're talking about Anthony or is this more like just desecrating a corpse No I think mm-hmm. Deadwood uh I I trust David Milchin yeah. uh, Mitchell uh, quite a bit uh and I think he's going to nail it I have no reason to think that they uh that that will be bad. I think that looks phenomenal. Do you personally? Um, wait. Do you mean Daniel Minahan or David Milch? David Milch. David Milch. Okay. Um, so, uh, why do you trust him despite the fact that every time people revive something, it's bad? Because uh, there, there's a real thing with the Deadwood stuff that it was like. It definitely was like an unfinished story. They got the whole cast together. I don't know, Alex. The world sucks. I need this. Right? Don't, don't get, I need get, it too, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Stop, stop crushing his dreams, yeah, I Alex. I don't know. I that hadn't really considered. you've ever made. I hadn't really considered that the Deadwood movie wouldn't be great yet. And you asked me, and I'm like, I don't know. Now that you put me on the spot, I have no reason to think it will be. Oh, man. Uh, All right. But, well, so, Amanda, let's go back here. Queer as folk, U.S. Why is yes. the, why did this topic come to mind? For does it hold up? Uh, so when queer as folk came out, um, I was in college, and mm. what we would do to watch this is uh, it was on Showtime, and I, I think it was that you couldn't even get Showtime on the cable that was available in the dorms. So what did you one do? of my friends, 
one one of my friends, her family lived nearby, and they would tape it on a VHS tape (laughs) (laughs) every week. Piracy. Yeah, and then we we would get the tapes and all sit around together and watch them on this shitty little TV with an attached um, VCR. I couldn't even remember what they're called. Um, her wait, her wait. Your friend's parents would VHS tape this sex show to give to her college yeah. <laughs> kid to show everybody. I I don't know that they watched it, but um, oh, yeah. they were a very progressive family. They they you know she was a uh, an, an out lesbian, and they were absolutely totally okay with that. They, so they were I more think... like uh, the guy's mom who works at the diner. Exactly. Yes. Um, definitely proud P flag members. Yep. Oh, that's good. Well. Um, <laughs> So you would get together and watch this in the dorm with a big group of people. It is, I, I feel oh. like it is highly uh, uh, sexualized to be in a big group. I felt a little I, uh, embarrassed by myself. I, I feel it's really important to mention uh, that I went to a women's college. Oh. So Interesting. we needed this. <laughs> <laughs> and Not where I thought you were going with that. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if you had this at your college, but I mean, I was pretty young at this time. But I even remember through my older brother, like, like porn and chicken nights were kind of big <laughs> on like, like uh, a pretty. Wait, wasn't there a like, movie you know, called like Porn and Chicken? Yeah, I mean that's what that that's where that comes from. It was uh, like a, a trend of like, but like Pete, like just like young people before anyone oh, could yeah. view anything whenever you wanted you would get together to like communally view certain things like this you know no it, kidding especially we, uh, shows and artwork that was so like transgressive for their time like there's yeah. a long history of that kind of thing you know well yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty sure we all watched uh porn together as part of like our sexual health awareness week or something so oh interesting um, it was not great. Like, I gotta say, not my favorite experience. But wait, I did was, it. As far as it being related to a health uh, week, w- was it just to be like, here are some things not to try? <laughs> I think that's absolutely what I took away from it. <laughs> I mean, like, just like, oh, that looks weird and uncomfortable. Okay, like, not that. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, because my main takeaway, uh, and I've, I'm not like a film buff, but I've dabbled. <laughs> like it does seem like the main, my main takeaway is like this is not practical. Like this seems fun. <laughs> it's like parkour, right? Where it like looks good in videos, but is for sure a way you would hurt yourself in real life. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's you know, it's it's performance rather than reality. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, this is it's like but it's like everybody on Instagram. Like this is just a no, heightened reality. I think yeah. Alex, it's it's exactly like you, okay. Like look. You're not going to parkour very often, but you're going to walk, right? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. when you go, but like, when you want, like, a, uh, <laughs> but when you want a parkour video, you don't go and search, like, amateur parkour to see people do it poorly, you know? You want, like, the quality. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I mean, that's like, true. That's, that's the same with anything. Like it is right. Like, I don't all... watch. Like I don't tune in to watch. Uh, like a pickup basketball game on television. I want to see the best people <laughs> destroying yeah, their bodies, doing it professionally. Yeah, yeah. making their parents proud. You know, <laughs> yes. just... okay. All right. Well, th- you know, that's a very good point. Actually, I hadn't thought about it that way, but I, I do. Because yeah. like, if it had way more apologizing in it, it would be more realistic. <laughs> but I would not care for that. <laughs> I mean, like... I. I've always wanted to see uh, a porn in which all, they just stop to grab a glass of water real fast. Yes, That's the yes. one thing I've always wanted to see in a porn. Just hold on. Hold on one second. One second. I'll, I'll be right back. Where you go? Just hold. You need a glass? I need some water. I, I want to I see that in a porn so bad one of these days. I, uh, I bet that's a search term. I don't know if I've seen like... If you go to Pornhub, they got a lot of like tags. You could probably find oh, one that's no. like. I've definitely I... searched water play before. Does not does not, not come the same back. Thing. Yeah. Oh does man. I was gonna say. Okay, man. Even, even water break, I feel like that's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> it's probably fake in the movie, but yeah. Okay. Um. So, but so what you're saying was you and a group of uh, you're just in a, a, a horny women's college. <laughs> and you guys would get together and watch the show and enjoy the transgressive and sexual nature of it. Yes, which is far more true to life than what everybody thinks happens at women's colleges. Like, it's this not is, all pillow this is actually where, 
No, it's not all pillow fights. And and uh, there was actually an article in Rolling Stone while I was there that accused us of uh, all having orgies in the library. <laughs> and uh, and all of my friends were like, "Why aren't we getting invited? Yeah, why? Is, yeah, <laughs> like, what is what is happening? Wait, where so, okay, where in the stacks you, do we need to be? <laughs> were you the coolest kid at women's college? Because it's always possible there were orgies you're not being invited to. I mean that's true, but I I did hang out with uh with definitely the coolest kids. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, mean, was, I, I wouldn't say know. that I was one, but I hung out with the cool kids. And I look, I maybe do you ever think maybe you were too cool to get invited? Like people right, that's the were either question. one intimidated. <laughs> or look, I don't want to ever shame anybody um sec for any sexual <laughs> thing. You know, I think like whatever whatever works for you, any adult is awesome. Yeah, choice in music but, and clothes and movies, yes, but not about your sexual preferences. Yeah, but uh yes. so uh, I I work uh next to a swingers club. Yeah. Uh, mm. now. And it is um a very obvious going by like walking by it to people I interact with them every once in a while. They're very, very pleasant. And they're very nice. I think some of them are really cool. But it's very obvious that those people who go there weren't the popular kids <laughs> in college. Oh, man. You know? Um, like, it's, it's incredible. I have, I, have a, I have a song to share with you guys. You do? A song? Uh, I'm not going to sing it, but there's a, there's a whole song, um, and it goes through my head very often. Um, and this is, again, not to make fun of people, but <laughs> it's called... Uh, uh, it's never who you want to be polyamorous who is polyamorous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I feel like it's okay because it also makes fun of board game couples who are absolutely the worst. Well, yes. Oh, man. Quick story about uh, like only. Okay. So um, my <laughs> mother in law recently got invited to a game night. Uh, and so her and her husband went. And then they reported back to us later. That there were no board games. It was all about oh, no. eating elk. And what? they were what? like it was like game meats. <laughs> like they, got they also call that game catfished night, into a They got catfished into a weird meat party. <laughs> and so they were like, Well, we brought Parcheesi, but apparently that's not what we're Instead doing. bison? Yeah, it was all, it was all like, here's some kangaroo meat. Uh, and I, I just think that's the funniest thing. That is hysterical, and actually the kind of game night that I would go to. It's I. Yeah. I am the other way. I'd much prefer. I much prefer <laughs> that we're gonna play some board games to like weird jerky. But uh, I just think what what a cute mistake. Like Aww, that's like yeah. if um, if Curb Your Enthusiasm was like a wholesome show, <laughs> where it's like, well, I guess we're just gonna yes. eat this and not tell anybody, and it won't be that awkward. But what a weird coincidence. Um, anyway, uh, sorry to derail fun sex talk with that. I, (laughs) other story, which is that, uh, there was a show in Portland, a comedy (laughs) show, a regular recurring comedy show at a swingers club, a sex club of some kind, um, called Sanctuary. And, uh, one thing that I did learn, and and so the comedy show happens and then the comedians leave or I leave. Some people could, you could say it includes admission, <laughs> but I leave. Um, and then things, like as soon as they start, when they when they roll the pommel horse out and I have gotten paid, then I, whoosh, and I'm gone. But um, I have noticed, uh, this is, I think this is an okay way to shame people. Uh, there are people who come to wear a fedora and sit in the corner and watch. Oh, God. And yeah. so I feel like less good about that. So there are people, yeah. like, I feel like if, like, it's a, if you're just there to watch, cool. If you wear a fedora, fine. But both is a little <laughs> combining creepy. those two. It's like, yeah. a bad look. Can I? Okay, again, not to shame someone, but if you found a reason to shame someone, I'm gonna do a justifiable shame. Because <laughs> yeah. we're the, the, we've, this is our fourth yeah. no shame. But here's the here's the thing we don't but like. No, this this is some straight up. This is gonna give you some shame right here. This is actually I think crossing the line. The uh, the sex swingers club by my work did a uh, four twenty uh, sleepover event. Okay, right? <laughs> which is which is fun. That's a cool idea. But here's the thing: I can't get it. Was like a uh, blacklight themed. <laughs> I, I swear to that God, is the worst it is light. a blacklight yeah, themed light swingers party. Yeah, the one type of lighting you do not want. Like, a neon, take, fluorescent. There's so many lights yeah. that would not be a problem. Black light. Yeah. Do not Black bring it light. in there. Yeah, like, why <sighs> would you do... 
just you really want like I imagine it's just like a moving Jackson Pollock painting in there. Which <laughs> just like so gross. <laughs> the, but but that's like, really low budget decorating when you think about yeah. it. Well it could be yeah, it's fun. But, but yeah, and I'm sure there's part, parts of it that are fun that are like, wow, up there. <laughs> like there's a fun game to it. Like in the placing bets on who did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we know that guy. Just Oh wow, Steve! You really wore a bunch of blacklight paint. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, was this the sort of fun that you guys were having at a, at your women's college? Not in not I doing mean, it in the or, in the library. So, so I gotta say, like we weren't the the people that I hung out with weren't exactly the kinds who were going out to parties at um frats or anything like that. Right. So. So yes. So you were, but were you guys pretty giggly about it? I just, I'm just curious about the atmosphere in one of these parties. Uh, no, not giggly actually. Um, like, we got really invested in the characters very quickly, so it was more like, oh no, Justin, don't make that choice. Or, <laughs> yeah, because so, it's basically a melodrama. Oh, absolutely. A, like, we, a, we weren't disappointed when everybody took their clothes off, but there were definitely times when it was like, okay, we get it. Yeah, can we just get back to the story? <laughs> you were invested in the soap opera part. Absolutely, 110%. Um, so, Anthony, do you have yeah. a history with Queer as Folk? Have you ever seen the show before? Um, I had seen bits of this when it used to air on Showtime growing up. Like I said, I'm a bit younger, so... Yeah. This sort of was one of those shows that I just, um, by the time I was sort of watching more adult drama, adult mind drama, just, I, I'd missed it. So I'd never really seen it before, um, besides, like I said, here, episodes here yeah. and there. But I have seen most of the British version of this mm. series. <laughs> um, Wait, why? Well, that, because it stirs uh, Adian... Uh, Gideon or Adrian Gideon, whatever his name is, the yeah, guy who plays yeah. Coquetti on The Wire. And oh, really? Like and Littlefinger. Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's so he's the main guy, and then Charlie Hunting Huntington Huntington, right? Whatever, yeah, is the uh, who in the British version is fifteen instead of seventeen. Oof. So, but D- different age of consent there. Yes. Yeah, but, but, but also with, feels like an oh, important I, two years. Well, I I, I, I agree. A, <laughs> I want to make a. a kind of a point about that in a second but so i was few like a few years ago i was flipping through amazon prime uh humble brag uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and my wife's account cool cool yeah my wife's account yeah and uh <laughs> i came across uh the original queer as folk and it had coquetti and charlie hunting in it and i was like totally i don't know if i've ever heard what both their real voices sound like mm. oh, so yeah. i put it on just to hear like them doing authentic like british accents right. and i just sort of i just liked it i just thought the first episode was really good so i kind of mm-hmm. just kept watching and then just slowly picked at it for a while so i haven't seen all of the original series um, I might, but if it's on Amazon but, Prime, I might, I might uh, yeah. grab a few of these. Queue them and up because I, mean, I love, so, I love uh, Little Finger. Is, the uh, the American remake is like a longer, more stylized, much mm. more stylized mm-hmm. version. Like the British version is way more simple. Um, and it's it's also like this is gonna sound weird, but <laughs> I, I for some reason there's something about uh, the character in the British version, the way he plays the. Um, so the damaged troubled boy, and even though Brian, he's like yeah. sleeping with a fifteen-year-old, it's less gross than like <laughs> this weird Patrick Bateman serial killer in like the American <laughs> version, yeah. who's sleeping with a seventeen-year-old. Like it's just like a different intensity he plays the character with. Wait, so Garcetti mm-hmm. is the um, Brian character? Yeah, he's the oh, guy cool. about to turn thirty who picks up a 15 year old in the first like 10 minutes and you're like this is your hero okay Um, uh well but but on in his defense anthony it was just about sex yeah that checks Mm. out Mm. um Mm. you're right Mm. he does have a patman patrick bateman vibe that's such a good reference absolutely because he's he's a lot of like neon in his apartment a lot of like and like uh the British version also has a really nice apartment, and he does that thing when, like, he walks into his apartment and, like, pours water on his head. But in, oh, like, yeah. the American version, he, like, does it dramatically and then just strips naked in this very, like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so, like, 
Oh, man. What, are you saying you don't have your bed on a platform in the middle of the room? <laughs> I wish. Trust me. I've been trying. I mean, I, like, just like uh, American Psycho, this movie did kind of make me wish I was rich so I could buy a mm. huge loft. Or yeah. just just kind of well off in like the early 2000s. Right. And in Pittsburgh, we <laughs> it's more Yeah. Affordable. I mean, just it, it's one of those like those apartments in this show are so nice, but they're like. Yeah, I can see how he could afford that. You it's know? funny. I was going to say something about how they how crazy unaffordable it was because I did not know what city this took place in, but I saw the number of bars and I assumed it was New York. Except I thought it was weird that they were driving everywhere. And no, then it's Philly. Yeah. It's wait, it's Philly. Yeah. Oh, I thought they said Pittsburgh later. Uh, maybe. Um. Oh, I, maybe that well, is right. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, they didn't like talk about it in in in. If you hadn't thrown in that four, season four episode, I would have no, had no idea because they did mention it there. I thought, but yeah, the it, ride back to P- Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, the ride back to Pittsburgh. So so it's in like a town. You know, it's in a dying industrial town. You could afford a place like that on a normal job. So That's that true. makes me feel a lot better about it. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ta-da. Um, like in Philly, that would even be harder. But this is this is a. I mean, this is the hipster mecca we've been promised, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, <laughs> there's, there was like who knew? This, there was this Onion headline from like t- ten years ago that was like, "Is Pittsburgh the hipster mecca we've been promised, or that had been foretold?" And uh, I don't know what. I didn't read it. I just think about that every time I hear Pittsburgh. Um, oh. Anyway, so okay, so for people who have not seen Queer's Folk, we've done a good job of not uh, talking about anything you needed deep knowledge for at this point. But uh, let's do uh, Amanda. I'm going to give you one minute. You can call for help if you need, but I'm going to give you one minute to summarize <laughs> the important parts of Queer's Folk to you. So give us the, the the fast layout. Explain the show to a person who never heard it. Oh wait, okay. actually, wait. Sorry, this is good. Better pitch. That sounds too intense. Sell me the show. So if I had never seen it before, sell the audience on it. Tell us enough about it to get us to want to watch it. Oh, that's that's even shorter. Just dicks. <laughs> there, there's a <laughs> lot of dicks. With historically, um, not as co- not common in shows. Yeah, Showtime was was really uh, feeling its oats there in the uh, early 2000s. Okay, well, maybe this is a bad... Then let's go back to the, well, the summary. I, actually, <laughs> can I say something about the show's dicks? Some of them are fake, uh, yeah. Yeah, some of them are fake, but so, something I appreciate about this show's uh, dicks is... <laughs> You know, especially in, like, the modern landscape, you look at something like, you know, like, Game of Thrones, which finds a way to, like, shove sex in there, and there's, like, you see a lot of female nudity, but you very rarely actually see male nudity on mm. TV. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. usually when you do, and usually when you do see it, it's very, like, explicit, or it's very quick, um, but what I really like about this show, and it, I mean, it obviously works with the theme of it, but, like, the, the male sexuality and, like, the male anatomy is, like, heavily thematically implied and shown all the time like this is the first thing i've ever seen that just like will show erection through pants yeah you know what i mean yep and like really like set that as like a a a sign and a, a a symbol and like something that you can like visually show and like most media never shows that kind of stuff like that oh yeah like male totally sexualities either completely hidden or it's like look at this flaccid dick because you never see her dicks in anything no uh because uh, so, it's like, so it's... much more work yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's a good point it takes more effort <laughs> it takes more or or drugs or whatever it's, it's like a flaccid one or like a thing in a pants is all you know it can be fake uh yeah mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, if you want, yeah. If you like, I think movies where you see a lot of dicks tend to be also like a piece, right? It tends to be a yeah covering yep. uh, makeup and plastic piece, mm-hmm. um, which seems weird to me. I guess okay. So I I've yeah, never it's, been in this it's not like women get to wear fake boobs. <laughs> well, but I so okay. So I've never been in this situation. But if I was in a, on a film set and they were like, mm-hmm. we're gonna tape a, a penis that looks just like <laughs> yours over yours. Um, would I feel better, or like would it be like <laughs> I still feel like you're looking at my dick? Well, you, you, in a little plastic suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you got you. You know the greatest story in the history of cinema and fake dicks. No, but I am so. 
so how I'm many of these stories you know. do you know? There's there's a few of them, you know. Uh, the the you know there's you know the guy who played. Um, it's like a famous TV show star once had to shut down production for a day and a half because he sat on his balls really hard. That's <laughs> uh, like, like a really well-known story. But anyway, my favorite, the best story in all of Hollywood fake dicks is uh, in the Lowe's Van Trier film Antichrist, which we haven't seen. is very good, very difficult movie. Um, but there's a lot of uh, dick in it, a lot mm-hmm. of William Dafoe. Or as he was called and, on set, Willie Defoe. Well, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, they let me tell mm. you what they called him on set. Mm. Uh, mm. When they uh. they shot all of his actual scenes um, with um, William Defoe's actual penis, mm. and when they started to assemble it and show the movie to people. Everyone thought it was a fake dick because his dick is very comically low, William Dafoe, apparently. <laughs> that it that. actually ruined the effect he was going for, so they had to reshoot all of the dick insert shots with a stand-in dick. That was that less was impressive? More nor- yeah, that was normal. That was more less normal. Impressive. Wow. Yeah, more normal. No. So that it ru- wouldn't ruin uh, the movie. So that's like that is one of my favorite stories. Lowe's Venture tells just, it all the time. Give me what uh, was the, what was you said it ruined the effect. What was the effect that required an average? That it's piece? it was like a, a like a scene that's not that you're supposed to just be seeing a couple having sex, not thinking, "Holy shit, William <laughs> dick is huge." How you're telling me this guy got beat by Spider Man with that dick? <laughs> You're telling me, no wonder William Dafoe couldn't make it to the helicopter oh. in Platoon. He was tugging around this giant dick with him. What? Oh, no. Why would he, why is he so upset in Life Aquatic all the time? He's got that giant dick in his pants. That's, that's why you have to replace it, you know? It takes you out of the movie. <laughs> I don't know any more Willem Dafoe roles to riff on this, but I just—you finished it. You did it. I think. Yes. Uh, uh, It's it's a shame we even have to keep the show going after that. I feel like that should be the end. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. So so this was our so that was our summary. Uh, That that was our one minute to cover what Queer as Folk is about. No, Amanda, give us a a better idea. So it is a. it's a yes modern soap it's, opera. Set in it Pittsburgh. is absolutely. So uh, the main character, as it were, is uh, that there. It's mostly gay men who are featured in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so the main character is Brian, who is um, an ad person. I don't know what he does. He's makes a lot of money. He's very gay. Um, yeah, has a lot a, of. He's a madman type. Madman. Yes. Yeah. He, he doesn't ha- do boyfriends. He right. does not do boyfriends. He's only only casual uh, but he does encounters. Boys. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, the show starts off with him and his friends, um, uh, Ted, who's kind of a loser accountant, Emmett, who is uh, kind of flaming and amazing, and my favorite person, and yeah, super fun. And uh, Mikey, who I will always call Mikey and not Mike, his friend who he's, they've been uh, best friends since they were in high school. Uh, and they're all out at a club and they run into Justin, who is uh, 17 and out on the town for the first time and very awkwardly trying to figure out where to go and, and what Brian to do. And Brian misses 2,000 signals that uh, yes. he does not know what is happening. Yes, and uh, at least two thousand. <laughs> it is. He makes it like aggressively obvious that he is a kid. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I prefer Cheerios. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a top or a bottom? Both. Also, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> oh my god, I love Justin so much. <laughs> Watching those parts again as an adult, we're like, mm, I don't know that I was that different. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's how everything went for me too. Aww, Did you also pretend okay, to be into buddy. leather? 
I did not. No. I yeah. Justin is great. It, it is weird because we watched. Oh, I should say we uh, we watched uh, the first two episodes, the pilot and the second episode, which are kind of mashed together. Then we watched the end of the first season, and then mm-hmm. we jumped to four dot fourteen. Uh, yes. Which was I don't remember what it was called. Anyway. But- yeah, it was it was something. It was the bike race. Yeah, it was the bike race. Uh, well, and so, yeah. Sorry. So continue. You're doing a great job. This is awesome. So yes, those are, those are the major characters, along with the the lesbians, um, Melanie and what's her face. <laughs> oh, um, the reason I said the thing about episodes was because it's like kind of hard with the jumping around to really know yes. everybody's full story. Because like I'm positive Justin died at the end of the first season and came <laughs> back to life. Um, As an angel. And also, the only time we see the lesbians are when they are giving birth. (laughs) We never see them Um, not giving birth. That's that's because I did not pick any episodes that focused on them because the lesbians are super boring. Are they? Are they They getting divorced? Is that what I I was led to believe at the end there? I think so. Their storyline is just the worst. They have lots of angsty conversations while like groping each other and it was just the most uncomfortable thing to it, watch it all was the time. also yeah, it, the most un- feel go ahead anthony oh i was gonna say they really f- almost feel like a studio exec like uh we do want some like straight guys to watch this show though, right <laughs> let's we put uh we gotta put some uh, lesbians in there that will get them like it is like <laughs> when they're like yes there's a scene like right after she like nurses a baby and it's like oh, it's God, a touching yeah. moment followed me. See the stuff to me that is what I mean by talking about like Game of Thrones as sex scene when it's just like a characters are talking. Well, we need a we need a tit somewhere in this episode. Just yeah. show we have two women talking. That's a good excuse, you know. I yes. okay. I, I would just very slightly want to defend this, which is one they do talk about breastfeeding, which I think is like they they're obviously talking about a lot of issues uh, that need to be raised, and I think talking about like breastfeeding in public situations is a mm-hmm. still a current issue. So talking about that in two thousand uh, was a was a, a good thing. And yeah, definitely. The other thing is like um, like I felt like their sex scenes were not any more forced than the male sex scenes. The other the guys were just like, here's a guy. Now he's jerking off in his kid's bedroom or his like childhood bedroom. Uh, like oh yeah, Michael is never he never makes any good choices. But like so I I don't know I felt like maybe that's the sec like I didn't find their they didn't really have a lot of sex it was just like her she's breastfeeding and then they kiss like they're gonna do it and then they don't do it, which is good because they had a baby two days ago, and yes the most unrealistic thing is that they always seem well rested and still into each other sexually which seems <laughs> unlikely for parents uh, of a newborn but like uh. I, like it would have been like pretty ridiculous to go any further, but but I feel like part of this thing with the show is it's like we're constantly going to have sex for people to keep enjoying and watching it. Yes, yes. I I just um, yeah. I I always you felt think like they're their storyline was I, we just didn't get any more of them here, but so I believe yeah. You. But yeah, like I feel like them having sex would be very reasonable, given how much everyone else is having sex. Absolutely. Um, I'm surprised we don't see. I, his I just mom thought the, the actresses together like felt like they had absolutely zero chemistry. Sure. So watching yeah, them yeah. fake sex was just, ugh. <laughs> was just also. Gross. Oh, that, you know what? Another interesting thing in the ep- the episodes we watched, like all we do is they we see them give birth and talk about guys mm-hmm. they would be willing to have sex with. Like they, there's a lot of yeah. that. Like when the when the kid is getting ready to go to prom, they're like, I would have sex with him, even though I'm a lesbian. So. I don't feel like they got a lot of good lesbian uh, representation here. But. No, no, that was definitely not the focus of the show. <laughs> um, um, so uh, the episodes you made us watch now. So <laughs> obviously the beginning and end of the first season makes a lot of sense. But then um, jumping to the end of season four, Liberty Ride, what was like, why did you pick these episodes? Uh, so the, the Liberty Ride one was honestly a bit of a shot in the dark. I was trying to remember... Um, kind of key moments that happened and a lot of the storylines there are just they're so long uh that dropping into the middle of it wouldn't have made a lot of sense right so this one is a bit more self-contained about um them going on this charity bike ride for um a hospice care place for uh people with aids so they're raising money for that and uh, it kind of touches on all of the characters a little bit and what they're going through with um uh, 
Michael has just gotten married in Canada and they try to cross over the border. And of course the border agent gives them a ton of shit. And, and um, he's married to not the guy he was about to move to Portland with at the end of season one. Correct. He, like. he is married to much better, hotter guy. Yes. Oh, hotter too. Definitely oh, wow. has a type though. <laughs> <laughs> the the kind of, the, the uh, fatherly figure type, would you say? I, I, I was going to say a real micro look. <laughs> Yes! You know? Oh my yeah. god, yes. He's got a real micro kind of type of guy. You he's, know? he's got some dirty jobs uh, that need to be done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of wholesome looking, yes. Yeah, yeah. Real like, I, I think. Yes. Kind of yeah. like, uh, there's like a 30 Rock joke uh, where like Tina Fey describes John Hamm as he looks like an old cartoon pilot. <laughs> uh, and that's like that's kind of the micro yeah. look yeah. to me, like uh, uh, like that's that kind of look. Um, oh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, I I actually I think your your episode selection was really good and really interesting, and I loved the jump to season four just to get a bit of like we saw kind of the arc of the first season uh, mm-hmm. somewhat, and then we also got to see like where are they now? It was it was sort of yes. like a Christmas special six years later. It was just like what are these guys <laughs> up to? That's exactly how I planned it. Correct. And I was you know, yes. and like uh, so. Like, the child and uh, the American Psycho are still together, kind of, mostly. Kind of mostly. That's, uh, well, I mean, it's it's a soap opera. It's got to keep you hooked. So there's right. a lot of on again, off again with Brian and Justin through the whole series, um, which is at various points less healthy and even less healthy. Ooh, okay. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, the the episode, the end of the first season is both, like, kind of great and then also incredibly sad uh with and, them. and wildly traumatizing yeah, yeah sorry Super traumatizing. <laughs> and they there is no indication that he's not dead at the end of season one yeah now imagine actually watching that in real time and you have to wait months to find out what happens oh right so this would have been <laughs> the end of the first season so you would have come back at the beginning of next year yes. and been like oh he's alive yep yep exactly and that Whoa. whole um yeah, he does get gravely, gravely injured um, and does have to go through a lot of recovery. And that's kind of a, a lot of focus of the second season. Uh, uh, but but yes. And, and this is he after gets, he and Brian go to the prom together. To prom together. Yeah. Where, which is uh, they look sweet stunning. and creepy. Yeah, it's an amazing dance scene. It's also supremely creepy. And uh, and probably like besides the um, well-slept mothers, um, the most unrealistic part of the film is that this prom included a spotlight operator <laughs> who was like, "Oh, there's a there's a gay couple dancing. I will put the spotlight on them and follow them around the dance floor for the entirety of this dance." And Are you saying that's not how your prom went? This is not how my prom went. No, and I. <laughs> Well, I only went to the one junior prom. I never went to senior prom, but it's at, maybe at senior prom they have a uh, a full light rig, but they did not have a spot operator at the prom. I yeah, when, once you've leveled up, that's what you get. That makes more sense. Yeah. Did you yeah. go to prom? Were you a prom goer? I I went to prom all four years of high school. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Did you? You seem like a group of ladies dancing around a pile of their shoes kind of person. <laughs> did you are you saying that i didn't have a at a date i had a date <laughs> i but i believe like even if you had a date you were more of a group fun kind of like positive oh, friend group oh yeah that's what a hundred percent absolutely well i went to a small very nerdy high school for junior and senior years so it was absolutely a group event um but you did you did go four years wow yeah yeah, my freshman year, I was only able to go because I was dating a senior. So right, yeah, that's how I went to junior <laughs> was, prom my freshman year. Aw, yeah, that was my in. Yeah, that was actually the most boring prom. Dude, in your proms, since you are, you're an expert on proms, if a thirty-year-old man had showed up, <laughs> regardless of the sexuality of that man, would it not be like if somebody if a if if a person of either gender brought a person of either gender that was 30 to the prom, that would be weird, right? It would have been incredibly creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, my my sister, uh, my older sister, went to prom with her now husband, who uh, went to a different school. And I believe they had to do a lot of paperwork oh, at yeah. the same age to go to a different school. And he did, not only did he come to prom as a 30-year-old man, he came uninvited. 
Like he came yes. sans ticket. He just showed up at the hotel to dance one oh, dance. Oh yeah, they 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 let strange men just wander into uh prom. Very That's poor how security. That works. Yeah. What was th- what was that? <laughs> yeah. Uh the whole the whole thing was uh, it brings up a lot of different emotions watching that. <laughs> well, so I guess my main question, having watched the whole show, how do you feel about like that main relationship that seems so problematic? Uh, still as complicated as I did when I watched it. Although um, I think I think Justin really gets a, a lot more agency as uh, he gets older. And I feel like the other characters do a really good job of sort of like mentoring him through his youth. Um, like he becomes very close with Michael's mom as you kind of get a little. I did see that, and his mom is also of. turns out to be cool, which I, which was nice. Yes, there's a, there's a whole storyline where he comes out to his parents, and his mom is mostly okay with it, and his dad is not, and then uh, his parents okay. end up getting divorced because oh. his his mom says, "Fuck you, I'm gonna stick with my kid." Oh. Well, yeah. that is medium good. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Because yeah. all we've seen... Oh, wait. Hold on a second. I'm getting this just in. <laughs> um... <laughs> it seems is Anthony though, gone forever? A- Anthony might be gone forever. He just sent me a, a picture of his Xfinity internet outage in his area <gasps> that may continue oh, no. for another four hours. Oh no! Um, <clears throat> man, after, he just like used up all his good energy on that one dick lift. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. I was crying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. Okay, so um, and he, I'm just gonna have him text me any more jokes he needs to get in here. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and we'll just have to wrap this up on our own. Uh, cool. Well, sorry about that. Um, yeah, it does seem like the, that's the other thing about the episodes you showed us. Besides that, uh, Justin getting assaulted, mm-hmm. largely this has been a, seems like a show of acceptance. There's just so many. We see so many people accepting people, and I'm assuming that's not always the case. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like it was. I mean, there was also the border agent, but like overall, the show seemed incredibly positive from the point of view that you gave us. Um. I'm trying to think of, of how I how I remember experiencing it. I I I think it was uh, for a large part. I mean, we see them have slurs yelled at them and painted onto their car. Yeah, painted on the car. Yeah, we did see that right, too. Right in the, the first episode. Oh yeah. Um, and we see uh, later on like a whole struggle of uh, you know how do you being out at work or not, and how does oh, that turn out with Michael and with Ted. Um, so there's Whereas a lot Brian of... just has sex in the work bathroom, so he it's not a struggle at all. Yeah, I mean he's he's the the golden child, so yes, <laughs> that's exactly how that goes. Um, and then uh, Michael's uncle there that we meet briefly, uh, his uncle Vic uh, does uh, die from AIDS. Um, hmm. Oh right, he so gets, the house is named after him. Exactly. Yeah, and he also yep. we also see him as a ghost in the dance club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is really such a terrible way to watch a show to be like, "Whoa, who's this ghost fella?" Uh, he? Oh, he would have liked to live for more years. All right, all right. I mean, Brian does do a lot of drugs, so you could just roll with it and be like, "Yeah, sure, ghost." Yep. He sure does, man. Brian is such a problem. Uh, his like uh, fake suicide at the in the very beginning at the hospital did not care oh, for that. Yeah. Um, Man, kids do not autoerotic asphyxiate. Yeah, no, his, yeah, don't his, do that. his hanging himself for fun. Also, like one of in one of the episodes, like one of the guy's boyfriends does drugs, and it's a huge problem, and it's a cause of the central tension in their relationship. Yes, and also in that episode, Brian is doing drugs, and it's like fun, cool sex drugs. But they're yes. just like yep. Brian's good at it. This guy's bad at it. <laughs> This is a weird uh, roller coaster for the uh, for that experience and for drugs. Yeah, that everybody has just sort of uh, shrugged off all of Brian's bad behavior. So much bad. So, what is, is there anything that you noticed this time around? That, how has this changed since when you were watching it in college? How did it change for you to watch it like this? Well, the age gap relationship definitely got creepier. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, my understanding is that in the gay community that is less surprising and less frowned upon partially because you don't have 
as a like a teenage gay person, you don't have the world around you accepting and teaching you things the way you would as a, as a young straight. That, so, that makes sense. So you need an older mentor? I, that's my understanding. Um, but that... I don't... So I don't want to, like, put... <laughs> I don't want to put weird, like, straight morality on the yeah, gay yeah. community. However, uh, a 30-year-old man showing up at prom feels objectively creepy, so I, I it's hard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm I'm not a gay man. I can't, uh, you know, make decisions about that. But, but weird. Uh, yeah, wa- watching it as an 18-year-old, I was like, oh, okay, I understand that this could cause problems, but go for it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he, it seems like it does actually... As not an 18-year-old, oh, no, no, I I just want to protect poor, sweet little Justin. Yeah, it does seem like it does help him in a lot of ways. It. Yeah, in the long run. In the long run, maybe, I think. He seems happy, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he... He ends up with really good friends because of it. Yeah, well, that was yeah. That's the other thing is, I was like, it feels really bad about any of this relationship with Brian, but uh, he sure did accidentally sleep his way into a cool friend club that's actually going to help him a lot. <laughs> yes, he, he exactly. gets this new this new fun mom, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he just this like, and also just like seeing adult gay role models who are just like not not his boyfriend, but just like going to work and and. And right. going to parties and like teaching about that side of culture seems like really healthy and cool. It's just the Brian think, having sex and is so problematic. I think I think that was a big uh, discussion that happened when it came out, and it's uh, still a discussion to be had about whether he, you know if there's anything good to be had from having uh, portrayals of the gay community that aren't a hundred percent positive. Right. Um, that oh. aren't like, we should all look up to these people and grow up to be them. When um, I tend to fall on the side of that representation matters. Yeah. And you should, you know, portray everyone as humans and as capable of, you know, doing right and wrong and everything in between. Yeah. And I don't think just because, like, that, that if we, if we only portray, uh, gay people as superheroes, uh, essentially, <laughs> then that's putting an awful lot of pressure on on young people to be like, I have to be perfect because I've already got this other thing to deal with. And yes. that seems yep. unhealthy and scary. How did yeah, your group and, of like, how did your women's college feel about both his age and about the portrayals at the time? I, I think it, it was the same. It was the that sort of complicated, like, I mean, this is hot and we're all, you know, about 18. <laughs> right, yeah. You, so at the age... I feel like if I was 18, I'd be like, this seems great. Uh, yeah. As a person who's over 30, I'd be like, this seems wrong. So, yeah, it's like, I wouldn't mind if someone older came along and just paid for shit for me. That sounds okay. Yeah, and <laughs> it was just like, here's what life is about. And like, oh, I'm going to all these parties where people wear flannel and have great taste in music. Like, that seems fun. <laughs> and like, his yeah, friends I, were up to some, like, and that, that seems more fun than just sketching football players' butts. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think we, we all, um, you know, identified with the his want to have not just a relationship, but a community. Yeah. Because um, a lot of us came from much smaller places where if you were gay or bi or trans or whatever, like there was just no one. Yeah, or artistic. To, to connect with or more artistic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wonder. So as an adult, then looking back on this, does the the super heavy amount of drama change for you? Because I also feel like when I was younger, mm. this kind of nonstop drama would seem more fun. And as a 34-year-old, I'm more like, you guys need to chill. You guys have adult <laughs> things to do. That's that absolutely how I feel about all drama shows <laughs> as an adult. Just like, oh my God, can we just, can we just eat some Cheerios? Yeah, somebody like, make a good decision. I like, <laughs> yes, I can't remember who said this, but somebody uh, said this to me, how they like, they don't watch any dramas because like all their friends are just fucking up constantly and they can't go home and watch no. people fuck up on TV. And, uh, that's just such a, like my, my life is not that dramatic, but I still feel like I just like just the stress of these people getting in 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 all these t- like like take an ambulance home to pittsburgh man it's like it's just not <laughs> worth it absolutely yeah i don't i i also don't connect with um any storyline that has to do with like oh but my pride fuck yeah, that like, yeah yeah hubris we don't need that shit <laughs> uh, uh, um well so uh that i guess that brings us to the point where we should wrap this up now normally 
mm-hmm. I would ask everybody, does it hold up? And then we have, <laughs> starting last week, we had this bad tradition where if you hadn't seen it before, instead of asking if you held up, I asked them, does it fuck? And that's really <laughs> funny if you were here. Because now if I say it without Anthony to make fun of me for saying it, it just feels like I'm the gross one. But for the listeners at home, I'm going to ask myself, and then I'll ask you last, Queer as Folk, the U.S. version, does mm-hmm. it fuck? Um, uh, I, I guess, I mean, I, I mostly enjoyed it. It is, like I said, a little dramatic for me. It is also a lot of sex, which I, uh, uh, gay or straight sex, is just sometimes an amount where it's too much sex, where I'm like, well, great, I can't watch this mm-hmm. on my phone anywhere. Uh, (laughs) I have to keep the volume down because I live in an apartment building. And uh, also, I just feel weird just being like locked in my apartment alone, watching all these people bone. So uh, (laughs) it felt a little too like uh, showtimey for me at times. But overall, Mm. I thought there was some really and and the the creepy parts were creepy, but some really good characters and definitely a lot of scenarios and, and like people and groups of people represented that I do not get to hang out with. And so it was very interesting to see their lives about it and see what they care about. It's also interesting to watch a show about political things from before I was particularly political mm. and to see how things have changed about that and like what would the... I mean, I don't, there was there were no trans characters in this show that I was exposed to. It was all like clean, mm-hmm. rich, white, queer people. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is uh, a thing that feels like <laughs> it would not... Which is problematic. Yeah, it would, yeah. Not, would probably not happen right now, but because it was like because there were not as many shows about any queer people having it be about like having the other kinds of representation seemed like maybe Mm -hmm. too big of a lift. I don't know. Um, So it is, it would be interesting to see these topics and how everybody would, how everyone in this world would deal with all of this stuff now. Yeah. No, no one had learned uh, the the term intersectionality in the early 2000s. But like, especially if I would like, if I had watched this when I was in college, I'm like, well, like these are issues. The issues they're talking about are issues that I was still just finding out about then. So mm. raising issues that hadn't weren't going to be broadly in the consciousness for another ten years would be very early. I'm not not surprised they didn't have all those thoughts at that point. Um, anyway, so yeah. that's a long answer. Generally, I think it fucks. <laughs> um, Anthony <laughs> wanted to tell me um, he preferred the original uh, since the episodes are shorter and he likes the cast a little bit more. But uh, he loved the change. Uh, from giant square four by three monitors to large IMAX four years later. He thought that was kind of fun. Uh, early 2000s tech fucking rules. Uh, and it looks great in an ancient way. So I would say overall, I think Anthony thinks it fucks, uh, but not as well as the Aww. British. So Amanda, Queer as Folk, the US version, does it hold mm-hmm. up for you? Uh, it does. I wasn't expecting that. I, I, I oh, was really? kind of 50-50 on what I would think about it now. What were your concerns? Um, what were you, What were you worried about? I, I was worried that it was going to be more more ham-handed than mm. it was. Mm. Um, I was afraid that I was remembering it with, you know, this the glowy optimism of youth and yeah. uh, that it, it, it wouldn't actually uh, handle all those political topics well and that it, it wouldn't um, be as creepy as it was and should have been at certain <laughs> points. <laughs> well, uh, maybe does it help? I assume the actor was actually probably like two years older because that's how it normally works. Oh, yeah. He, uh, the actor who plays Justin is actually a lot older than he looks. Okay, good, good, good. Well, so then it's, like, not uh, as creepy, because you know it's, like... Uh, it was like, it was just creepy that he was at the high school, too. <laughs> Double creepy. Yeah. Uh, but you, so you thought it was actually, like, it, hand, it handled those uh, issues deftly and... Um, it, it was it was of its time, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it misses out on a lot of things, but I th- I think for what it was meant to be and when it was made, I think it did a good job, and I uh, I still uh, am so attached to the characters. <laughs> that was uh, interesting to experience after all these years. I just you love mean you them were like, it wasn't like you just got into doing. them. Like the way I felt was like, oh, I care about these people more than I was expecting, and your feeling was mm. like it, it brought back all the amount that you were yeah. investing in them from before. Yeah, absolutely. And just just wanting everything to be good for them. <laughs> and then and then it just gave me all sorts of all sorts of feelings about um, you know, now that we have marriage equality and now that things are slightly more intersectional and all of that because right. I you know, those are things that I was involved with as a youth and am now and these are these are my issues. So yeah, it gave me a lot of feelings. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of great. So you felt like you had accomplished a lot. You, you fixed it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I accomplished a lot, <laughs> but it's it's nice to see that, uh, uh, 
you know, especially with uh, how things are currently um, to see that, you know, maybe things aren't as bad as they used to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, or the other on the flip maybe. side, I was like when they were talking about in 2000, like, uh, you know, marriage equality is coming soon. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like, I mean, like news from the future. Like, yeah, yes, but also it's going to take, gonna take so way longer long. than it should. <laughs> That that made me really sad. I'm like, uh, oh, give it a few years and Massachusetts will be there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a real mixed blessing on that. But uh, mm-hmm. it would, like if I if I was coming from the future to give them news, I would be like, Bleh. but yes, <laughs> people are more bigoted than we think. <laughs> yeah, it sticks yeah. around for a long time. Um, all right. Well, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with us, and uh, I'm sorry that you didn't get Anthony's uh, input on the second half of our discussion. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. What a what an but interesting. But he knocked it out of the park with those dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. He got his words in before he left. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week. Next week. Uh... Oh wait, no. I actually don't know positive yet, so I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to say it if in case it gets. Uh... It gets upended and we have to change to something else. But we'll be back again next week on another great episode. And uh, we really hope you will join us again for that. Make sure that you are rating and reviewing us on iTunes and on Google Podcasts. And don't hurt yourself. Four stars. Plenty. You know, just just, just, just four is good enough. Uh, we, don't, we don't expect more than that. Don't throw it. We want you to be honest, you know. So, uh, but please rate us. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for all, to all our meat buddies who donate to keep this, the show going. Amanda, you are at Amandable on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, people can follow you there and give you uh, have all the conversations about all the feels that they still have about these characters. Oh yeah, everybody is absolutely welcome to have feels at me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, some people come on shows and are like, "Don't at me," you know, at her. That's what we <laughs> want. She wants it, but only positive feels. Absolutely. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, we really, it's always so great to talk to you, Amanda. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks so much. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.